Hello and welcome everyone to, God, we are a surprisingly regular at episode seven of it's, Monday Night Magic. Is that what we're at? Yeah. We're at I'm seven in yes. a row. I have no idea, but I'll say yes, it is. <laughs> I am going to be confident. See one, do one, podcast one. That is the, the motto of <laughs> Monday Night Magic World. And I want to say happy birthday <laughs> to our co-host here today, Brent. Oh, thank you, Tom. I appreciate that. I hear uh, someone else is having a birthday soon also. Very, very soon. As in very, like very soon. Next week here. And I think we yeah. are of very similar ages is what I'm understanding. Yes. <laughs> so thank you for the birthday, which I appreciate it. Yeah, in about 10, 15 years, it'll be Monday night uh, colonoscopy here. Monday, oh, oh. <laughs> Closer to five years, I think, than 10. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Actually, yeah, never mind. I, I'm being optimistic. Yes. I do not have any known family history, so yes, about <laughs> yep. roughly about five years. <laughs> there you years. go. Yep. <laughs> God, I still, still, I quick. We'll, we'll jump into it aside. So, just at the start of medical school, I had diagnosed myself with lymphoma. Uh, just starting because I spent I spent a lot of time outdoors. Uh, I like geocaching. You know, you go find little treasure boxes <laughs> out in the woods. Uh, had time, so I've been doing a lot of that. I had gone back out to North Dakota to do a bunch. And I just, you know, coming up, you're, you're going to get busy, you start residency, it's just like, I just, having these weird spiking fevers, kind of migratory, like aches, uh, some big lymph nodes, specifically in the groin area, that's where I happen to have them. This was kind of before Dr. Google, is more like, doctor, I don't know much yet, so clearly this is lymphoma. So I got pretty freaked out. <laughs> couldn't really figure out what was going on, and then suddenly I was out on the couch and just feeling we were living in the apartment with my now wife, uh, not doing well. And I was clearly becoming, uh, in, uh kind of, uh, basically encephalopathic. Um, so I was like, just not thinking right, thinking there and had, had a big bullseye rash show up on my back. <gasps> oh no. Yeah. So, uh, so at that night I was clearly, uh, having some altered mental status. So my wife wanted to take me to the hospital, but I was aware enough to know that I would get a lumbar puncture. If that happened. So I refused. I just kept telling her to put me in a, a thing of ice in the bathtub. She's like, what? I'm not, yeah, I can't lift you because I was quite heavy at this point. And she's like, and no, that just sounds dumb. So I was eventually diagnosed with Lyme disease. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, it's better than lymphoma. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of doxycycline. <laughs> I felt great after about two days. When she said bullseye rash, I was like, Oh, that, that, yeah, that's that was thing. much better. And then I got it two more times. So I'm now uh, on a registry of Minnesota being identified as being a high risk person. So they like call me once in a while to like counsel me on, I guess, wearing pants in the woods. It's kind of funny. You should feel honored to be on such a registry. They call yep. you make, hey, have you been outside? Did you wear pants? Yep. You're Did on you the wear long dumbass shirt? registry is what yes, you're on. Exactly. Did you check yourself for ticks? What? You need to check yourself for ticks, Tom. What? Can you see everywhere, including in various crevices and cracks that might be on your back? No. Because uh, <laughs> I'm not uh, Gumby. I'm not- <laughs> Well, well, it's better than having lymphoma. So, congratulations yeah. on being on another list. Way to go! Yeah, yeah no, no. <laughs> they still call me today. It's been like twenty years. It's like what? It's very sporadic. It's like every couple of years now that they call. Luckily, they never asked what I do because then I'd feel like exceptionally <laughs> dumb. Really dumb. What do you do? Uh, I'm just gonna drop the call right uh, here. Click. I, yeah. Co- I smuggle cocaine. That's <laughs> Very small packages we... inside ticks. <laughs> how did we get? To... Oh, we got here from uh, colonoscopy and age. Okay, yeah, that's how we got here. Yeah, uh, okay, yes, yes. <laughs> so part of that, as I was getting, you know, basically before the diagnosis of the Lyme disease, I went, in, you know, to get, a, you know, basically an exam to be like, we're not sure what's on. That was the most thorough rectal exam I've ever gotten from this, you know, very old, oh, you know, by the book, uh, we'll say, uh, primary care provider. And man, I'm just like I. I'm like, yeah, it's part of the full exam, but I'm not sure what you're <laughs> not sure what you're looking for at this part of the exam. <laughs> I'm like, I know enough to be like, I'm not sure, maybe prostatite, but I'm not sure what. And it's part of the exam. The joke is that what's are the two times you don't do a prostate exam is the patient has no rectum or you have no fingers. That is the the old saying. <laughs> but I still remember being like, I don't feel very good, and this is not helping. <laughs> 
<laughs> and how are you not done? I think I'm going to oh. go home. <laughs> oh, I had a similar experience in college, uh, but they thought I had Giardia. Oh. Yeah, they, they thought I had Giardia, and so I had to have an exam. And it the turned black, out. The black shits. Yep, it, it turned out it didn't. Uh, surprise. I don't know. <laughs> there was never a final diagnosis. Everything resolved on Just really had terrible diarrhea. <laughs> it, was, it was just not good. I was like, it's wait, also, what? Beaver fever, right? That's the other beaver, name for yeah, sure. Beaver fever. Yeah. And I even, because I even brought up that this was out west. And the doctor even said, if you go out west, uh, we get uh, beaver fever, Giardia. She goes out east, more Lyme disease. I was like, I'd much rather have Lyme disease right now than uh, possibly Giardia. And yeah, yeah, everything seemed to resolve on its own. So. Giardia, Giardelli. I'm never going to eat chocolate again. <laughs> I never made that connection. I will probably. That's what was those mnemonics. Like, that's how I remember. Like, yep, kind of looks like chocolate. So, Giardelli. And oh <laughs> all this on a podcast. Who would have expected this on a magic podcast? Right? Yeah. They turn yeah, in, they listen. And yeah, this is about Match of the Gathering. And we actually have a lot of, this is one of the reasons we did not record on Wednesday is, this is since the original days of Monday Night Magic that Wizards likes to do, I feel like do news releases like randomly throughout the week. So it's not like it's always Thursday or always Tuesday or always Monday. So it's hard to pick a same day. So we, we wanted to delay until today being Saturday. So we could go through, which has been a huge number of new Capenna uh, previews at this point. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of previews that have come out, and it looks like they're going a little heavy. Uh, there's the five different crime families, houses. What are, what's the best way to refer to them? I guess families. I feel like it is even one of the uh, the maestro releases. They 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 use the like the flavor text for the creating an ogre tokens. Like you're now in the. I think it's you're now in the family, big guy. Oh, I think okay. Is the, yeah, it is. Uh, so, we're family now, big guy. There you go. That's it. Okay, family. Okay, so it looks like the maestros by far is the family that has the most cards. Uh, previewed so far for new Capenna and we're, we're getting more and more every day, but yeah, uh, kind of kind of broker. Yeah, it seems like mostly maestro uh, family, probably brokers. We've gotten some and now we're getting, I think a little bit of cabaret seems to be, might be the next family. family I'm the, guessing we'll get more of, but yep, that seems. And so uh, for the maestros, I think Tom, you're the one that picked up on the casualty. That seems to be the, Keyword for the maestros? Yeah, because it seems like, uh, and you pointed out too, uh, Brent, is that, you know, in general, it seems like the cards that show um, that have the, I'm not sure what you call the mark or the, the sigil, the symbol is on all the casualty cards, has the the maestro symbol on the back. Yeah, yeah. So, yep, that's a casualty. As you cast a spell, you may sacrifice a creature with power. So it'll be like, you know, casualty one, casualty two. There's a number after casualty. You sacrifice a creature with that power level or greater. And when you do, you get to copy that spell. So you get a second copy of that spell for low, low cost of uh, killing off another creature that you uh, control. And I see on the other kind of, they kind of seems like they gave us a little bit of hints of the other uh, family's abilities based just on the the sigils. Cause the next Mm -hmm. one that we have is the riveters. That symbol showed up on uh, Jaxus. The troublemaker has the, has the river yeah. symbol on it, so seems like as far as you know, seems like Blitz is going to be their thing with this, and then Alliance is going to be our Cabaretti uh, ability. So it's kind of, I guess I've always kind of liked when they had the symbols, and I guess we got the Broker symbol on the the Shield Counter ability yeah. so far yeah. with this. Yeah, Do you have I think any idea of the obs- the obscure one? Is that the oh, was it not Insight? What uh, they call it's Connives. Connive, thank you. Connive, connive is for obscura. That's a you know, a connive X, where X is the number of attacking creatures. You draw, you know, X cards, discard X number of cards, and then you put a plus one plus one counter on that creature for each non-land card discarded this way. Okay, so that's what it looks like from reading. Let's see, yeah, draw a card, discard a card, discard a non-land card, put a plus one plus one counter on this creature. Yep. Yeah. So I, so I mean, it's it's fun. I've always, I think. Preview seasons are probably my favorite part of magic news. Just in general, usually it's positive. Um, people are going to get mad about everything, including lands <laughs> not looking like lands, but I don't care. But for kind of weird things, uh, we were chatting before through uh, Discord is about kind of their new cycle of 
kind of the evolving wild type lands or kind of the panoramas that seem to at least have been suggested yeah, yeah. Uh, coming in here. Cause they just feel weird. And I think, I think it was Alex actually that pointed out that could some of, some of the this design decisions be made to how these will be implemented in the digital products like arena. Uh, because we have Maestro's Theater, which to me, it, you're right, it's, it, it reads like a spell, but it's weird because it's a land. So it's just a land, it's a common. says when you when Maestro's Theater enters the battlefield, you sacrifice it. So you basically put out a good sacrifice. <laughs> when you do, which I guess I'm not sure, I guess it's something prevents it from being sacrificed. When you do, search your library for a basic island, swamp, or mountain card. You put under the battlefield, tapped, and then you shuffle and gain a life. Uh, as opposed to like the old panoramas where you had to pay one to tap to sacrifice, but you could tap, it came in untapped and you could tap it for a colorless, which was mm-hmm. kind of nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, is that, I think you mentioned it just, it feels weird that you're just playing a land that just immediately gets sacrificed. Yeah. Immediately comes in, it's immediately sacrificed. You get to search right for whatever the, these are wedges, correct? Right. They're touching their wedges versus shards. Sure. Yes. Shards. Right. Shards. 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 I don't know. There there's a lot of terms. They're shards. So they're shards. You get to search for that and then gain one life. I, I like what Alex suggested. That uh, is it possible that this makes it a little bit easier on the uh, digital design side because it's less clicks in arena. I, I know it's uh, or, a little or faster. Like you said, like if I'm, yep. you know, my opponent can't, you know, it's not as many end of turn, like, or like say, like in, since I play mostly MTGO now is I'll be honest, every once in a while, I miss that there's a trigger that I'm supposed to respond to. So I'm just kind of sitting there. There's in there. I'm like, <laughs> okay, Mr. Sloth, I think I need you to do. I'm like, oh, whoops. I'm supposed to respond to some random trigger. You know, I, I forgot about. Uh, so I guess that, so, so that's some of the theories is that this prevents, reduces that time at the kind of end of turn where people might yeah. say sack the revolving wilds or something else. Yeah. And I don't think it's necessarily worse than evolve. I mean, you gain gain a life. It just seems weird that that comes into play and then you immediately sacrifice, like <clears throat> enters the battlefield and sacrifice it. It's dead. It's gone. Yeah, it feels like a spell. I mean, it really yeah, it feels does. like a spell at that point. I guess that you can only play most likely one a turn. For those. Yeah. But I mean, it's just like evolving wilds. Two landfall triggers. If you're doing any landfall, right there, pop pop. Because you get yeah, that, and, and then whatever land you're really worry about uh, apparently ruin crab mill and modern with one of the new uh, spoils that or previews that came out. I used to think I liked playing mill decks, and I really found out I don't. I, I didn't have fun playing them, and I really don't like playing against them because it's very much a non-interactive game at that point. I, I think that's why people play mill. I will make an unofficial diagnosis: people play mill because they hate themselves. And they want others to feel as empty on the inside as they do. Or as jam filled with <laughs> cocaine. It's the only possible on the inside. So I, I, had, uh, I was not aware of that. I had not read that yet. Uh, you're correct with Hedron Craft. That'll be another wonderful mill strategy. Yeah, there's and there's uh, lots of interesting creature type combinations. Cocaine bear, could <laughs> maybe a halo bear could come out of this set, and it would then then the world would unite together. <laughs> In the drug, not a drug use that enhances everything in my body, made out of basically little shreds and little <laughs> bits. Well, that, that was the old joke about bit of honey. It was that it was at least in Minnesota. It was this is this is actually an off color joke. I, I'll tell you afterwards before okay. I say this okay. to get myself in trouble. <laughs> well, uh, going to your reference though, yeah, Halo. So we did get in. If you read any of the, uh, there was a five part uh, story series on the mothership. And it was revealed that Halo is made from uh, dead angels, ground up, whatever. However, they got it from the angels. Uh, Halo is a product from angels. And it's uh, in my mind, I imagine it's just like they're just collecting like their urine and poop. I'm just it's it's angel poop. Yeah, I I believe uh, it was insinuated that, yeah, the angels were killed. They are ground up. Uh, They're they're soil green, like as everybody says. Green for angels. And uh, it's made, but it's not a drug. According to wizards, it's not a drug. Uh, it is, no, it's even though the one was the one that shows the angel holding it in a martini glass <laughs> or whatever random. It's probably a vampire. It seems like everything is a vampire in this. Well, I mean, if you even look at the sigil, or is it the sigil? The how the family well, crest for the it shows maestros. The, the, you know, the wand or knives, wands, whatever knives. they are with the with the. Yeah, Elspeth resplendent. One of the, the those in general show it seemed to be like a blue glowing liquid in. Yep. various alcohol-like containers. Yep, but it's not a drug. It enhances your senses. Do not cosplay as Elspeth Resplendent. 
I suppose if you had like a great Gatsby convention you're going to, you could just cross that right over to New Capenna. I, I think the Art Deco thing kind of would be a very apt fit. Yeah, for, see, I think that would, Gatsby. that would. I think that would be one of my uh, children brought that up. They were reading that for school, and so I was discussing Art Deco with them. With the uh, great Gat, they brought Great Gatsby, and I was talking about the new Magic set. I I read the book because of school. I cannot tell you any plot points from Great oh, Gatsby no. anymore. Nope, nope, nope. He's a horrible long person. Time. Isn't that basically the end things? He's just basically like a. Sure, I'll I'll believe it's been so long. Nope, that book's long gone. Whoop, that's how it. I, I got to put magic. I got to put magic cards in my brain now. Can't have Great Gatsby in there. I got oh, new God. cards. New cards. They got the whole cycle of uh, charms has been revealed. Correct? Yeah, the charm for each house. Yes, because that, that's the revealed. only way I can remember that. That's my reference for what house is kind of which colors. Is I just go down to the charms because I can't use the pant. They're not triomes, so I can't use the triumph lands oh. like I did in the past. Which, yeah, it's, I, I think uh, you said that earlier. I think that's an accurate way to refer to them. Just triumphs. I think that's going to stay. I mean, these Rafine's Tower, Xander's Lounge, Zia Torah's Proving Ground. No, it's a triumph. Just just tell yeah. it's a, Or Triland? I don't It's something. Just tri- Triland, I guess. Triland. Tri-Land. We can go tri-Land. back to. Uh, tri- there you go. Lambda, Lambda. Lambda, Lambda, Lambda. Uh, yeah, we got rejected. We got one that it was said they would meet with us. Is that the one we forgot to send our picture? Uh, yeah. <laughs> If you have, if you don't understand the Triland <laughs> reference, it is from the original Revenge of the Nerds, which Nerds. is pretty. Well, it's it is a little weird class. now. There's some questionable <laughs> no, parts, more nudity than I remember part. by far. Um, but in general, a great. I thought it was a great movie. There's a lot of questionable parts in that yeah. movie. <laughs> but yes, that's the Trilands. There's even a Trilam uh, song. It's a little Trilam, Trilamda. Uh, rap don't they do that at the end in the talent show yeah they have yeah, yeah yes they, they do they have the whole thing so but yes uh <laughs> how do we get to try that there's the the charms that show the different colors uh you know what they align with the not triome triomes the three color lands we have those revealed for each of them we have the uh heads of each family those have all been spoiled now yes and and is are we just assuming because they're the the mythic rares I guess that was the only thing I was trying to figure out how to know specifically that. I think it's because they're the mythic, they're the legendary and they have demon. I don't know if there's other legendary demons in it. So, because the, when the five, whatever, when the story goes with new Capenna, when they were fighting off bad Phyrexians, angels got together with the demons. um, And then the, was it, or yeah, like the five families or whatever, and then demon grand them power, but they had to become demons to overcome the Phyrexians. So I think it's if they're a mythic and demon. So we've got, that would be we've another, got Sphinx demon, vampire demon, noble, demon dragon, cat demon, and bird demon. Bird demon. Okay, that makes sense. That's a good way to remember. Okay. So, yeah, we have all of those. Uh, all of those have been revealed now. So we're getting all the, the planeswalkers. We've got uh, we've got Vivian, uh, Old Nixilis, uh, Elspeth. Those have been revealed. We even have a Praetor, a Phyrexian, a New Capenna. <gasps> Yeah, so that means they're, so apparently they're back. Apparently they were not fully defeated as we go through this. Well, um, it looks like Urbrask actually did come from New Phyrexia. He oh, came okay. through with the portal, the bridge or whatever that's in Tezzeret. He came through with that and was pretty heavily injured during that travel between the planes. Is that how they're, I mean, again, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. Was that how they're kind of explaining that maybe the power level of the new Priggers are they're very good, but maybe not quite as somewhat busted as some of the previous yep. ones were. Yes. Yeah. Like it, it, it takes its toll and Urbrask is here trying to get halo. Cause he thinks that's what will, can be the weapon, not drug that can turn uh, the tide and help him fight uh, some of the other predators. So he may possibly be uh, air quotes, the freedom fighter for the uh phyrexians and did we got did we get one did we just get one more of the blue one no it's an avatar excuse me i thought yeah, that was pretty never mind that's an avatar the blue avatar guy never mind yeah it's a, and i can't i don't have the translation it's in a, <laughs> uh it is well i'm not sure the actual name but it's a two blue four colorless uh, avatar five four flying whenever the thingy enters the battlefield or attacks. You draw two cards and discard a card. Whenever you discard a 
we're never gonna have flavor text again with the new fire <laughs> development mechanics. Yes, exactly. There's just not room. Um, whenever you discard a card, target creature and opponent controls gets minus X, minus zero until your next turn, where X is the number of different mana values among cards in your graveyard. So again, oh. I feel this is another sort of mechanic that is doable in paper magic, but definitely a lot easier if you're doing digital magic. Yeah, wow. And, we, and we, there's been a few cards that, re- that reference kind of the different mana values in graveyards. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's yeah. That's gonna hurt. There's there's also with the uh, deluge that we started getting on Thursday. Looks like uh, Wizards of the Coast is continuing their how many legendary creatures can we put in each set? Uh, for, and I know that set has some commander thing, but yeah, they just keep putting more and more and more in every set. And yeah, so uh, if you're you're an EDH player. I bet you're you're probably ecstatic. Who knows? Maybe not. Maybe there's just too much now. And I had, a, and this is something I couldn't. I don't know if this has been directly addressed, but Lisa is. I'm I'm using Scryfall to look at all the uh, previews here. Okay. Is so they have the uh, the Gallic readers, which is kind of a neutral looks like be a really good green rare using the alliance mechanic that uh, as. Yeah. I guess I can read it, but I'll go through my actual questions regarding the arts. Uh, green and a white, it's an elf druid, uh, rare one one alliance. Uh, whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, you get to choose one that hasn't been chosen yet. So you can only do three things per creature, but put a plus one plus one counter on it. You create a tap treasure token, so I can see why they're like, nope, you can only do one of these. So the yep. abuses don't <laughs> get too bad with treasure, as we had the issues, and or you gain two life. Um, yep. So I was curious is at least in Scryfall, they've, you know, they show the cards from a lot of the different language releases and basically every language has different, at least on these like full art versions, each language has a different full art card or I guess different full art for that card. Yeah. So I was curious, is that, have they mentioned is that, that as a collector, doesn't that just be an absolute nightmare if there's like literally... Eight, nine, I guess I don't know. I, I need to, I should do my homework yeah, and figure so, out what uh, main languages that magic is going into now. But, um, oh my goodness, at least on this, they show at least nine different full art versions of Gallic readers on Scryfall. Yeah, I show 11. 11. Okay. I, if I pull up I, 11 full art because they have three of the English, so only one of them's full art. And then they have, yeah, wow. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't know if that's something that's happening. Is that something specific for Gallic readers, or is this something that every rare? I think it's specific for Gallic readers, because isn't that the bio box? Am I wrong that it's the bio box? Okay, I think it, I'm pretty sure it is the bio box. That's why I didn't know if it was something unique just for Gallic readers, or. Because, wow, that would be, I didn't know there were that many. That's, that's insane. And yeah, as for collecting, it's, I, I think a lot of uh, sellers and everything have just pretty much thrown their hands up. And they're like, it's right. You have full art, extended art, uh, et, foil etched versus or etched versus full foil. There's versus so many curly Q foil curly versus Q. <laughs> inverse or concave or convex foils, depending yes. on which way they're curling. Yeah, right. And that how you treat them is different. One, you need to humidify. The other, you need to dehydrate. There's all. Yeah, I, I think a lot of them. To, it's easier to care for a reptile or be a cigar aficionado yes. than to collect foils. <laughs> foils are—they've gotten really bad. But yeah, I—I uh, I think a lot of collectors have probably just thrown their hands up, like, "Really? This is this is this is what's happening?" <laughs> if it is the buy a box, though, I guess you buy eleven boxes from each of those different areas, and you've got one of each. If, yeah. if I'm right on the buy a box, I could be wrong. And fill that empty hole inside, and yeah. Uh, yeah, that's uh, it's it's interesting to see. That's the first time they've done that too, right? For that many regions, I feel like yes, and that's why it just stuck out as I was looking at the the visual scryfall previews and was like, okay, I'm, I, that's not looking. I don't see it for other ones. So it makes sense. It's buy a box, but I could see them getting sneaky on me and doing more. Here, I have to look. I th- I think it's the buy. Now I gotta look. Now it's gonna bother me. Buy a box promo. Let's see. Uh, All right, let's see what the mothership says for BioBox. Blah, 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 blah. If you can find it on the mothership website, kudos to you. I find their website currently hard to navigate. I am wrong. Let's see. 
to display if purchase display may be eligible for a special foil buy a box promo, which is Jaxus. Hold on, where did I, I might it's be completely Jaxus. wrong on this? Yeah, and I see it on the bottom there. It says buy a box, Jaxus, legendary creature, human warrior. What so, on earth? So is the Gallagher thing just another specifically? Are they testing the waters on a one-time card here to see how many people will buy? Maybe they are. It's uh, it's a box. To- each Gallagher's box topper is unique to the language they appear in. So it's a box topper, topper. which is different than a buy a box promo. It's different than I a guess buy I did a box. not know that. Yes. What on earth? So the other or so, or so this does this open up capabilities since a box or a cube has say six sides? Could I have a box topper, a box left sider, <laughs> box right sider, uh, box box back, box front, and a box bottom promo? Doubtful, doubtful that Wizards is going to be <laughs> that grateful for it. Uh, each Gallagher's box topper is unique to the language they appear in, featuring art that reflects the regional culture and style of that language. Wow, that's they and also found should, in what? display boxes of set draft and collector boosters. Who says it has to be a box? Maybe we could start getting to different like polyhedral shapes for <laughs> my boxes. Like maybe having 10 uh, sides. I mean, 20 sides. I mean, we have some precedents for 20-sided dice. I can give me a 20-sided box. I can uh, get 20 different box-adjacent boosters or promos. At that point. Promos. Some of those uh, box toppers, if you've ever opened up a box, it looks like they may have been in a 20-sided <laughs> Because they are, they're already bent. You're like, how are they bent? It's a flat ox. What is this? Oh my gosh, a cocaine fueled bear got after Co- this card. <laughs> there, unfortunately, I don't think there's any bears have been previewed yet. Have there? I don't think there's bears. No, there's a lot time. of weird. Again, there's a lot of weird creatures. So give me. I, I want to see a, a halo creature. I want see. I want. I want creatures that are been either infused, enhanced, whatever the right. Gorked out on Halo. <laughs> I want Halo-based creature types. You, you want a Halo counter? Some of the Halo. Yeah, I guess that's kind of blitz. I guess if I'm just blitzing my creatures, they're they're all haloed. There is an actual uh, artifact treasure card courier's briefcase. I think is that the first oh, time you've it, had an artifact? It it's an it artifact a, treasure. It's an I, actual. I, card. I like the card, but I didn't realize it was a. I didn't see the treasure. Yeah. Sub, subtype. Sub yeah subtype subtype after the yeah right because now we're confused with the whole stuff with some of the other cards we've had recently about what is a type versus not um, don't don't mix up the shrines don't mix up the shrines <laughs> okay well to me that makes more sense I just thought it was neat that it it tapped to sack itself for a, a color but that's um yeah yeah cool that is, is a, a treasure I guess yep. maybe they're a fixed treasure it seems like given the maybe some of the issues with that mechanic overall but. And it looks like they're going. Uh, they're going hard into treasure. Treasure. We also is what, and mimic before wasn't mimic also technically a treasure? Like the there's like that mimic oh. artifact. Ooh, I do not know. Here, let's let's set up the the wisdom that uh-huh. is Scryfall. Let's type in mimic. Well, it it was right. like a. Uh, yeah, it's AFR? an artifact treasure. Yes, it's a two okay, colorless yeah. artifact treasure, but also okay. with the. Tap to sack for a mana, but it could also All right. is also well, it became a shapeshifter. So when I was looking at the shapeshifter decks, that happened to reread mimic again at that point. Oh, that's uh, okay. Then I'm wrong. I thought that was the first uh, like treasure card we'd had, but I am gladly proven number wrong. Two. It was yes, okay. Mimic. Number two. It's that's number cool. two. And it looks like we're getting a. Uh, I don't know if uh, for anybody who plays Commander Dockside Extortionist. If you're aware of that card, uh, it's oh, it's I got, not got cheap the card. new. What's, where's the new friend that it has? That Professional Facebreaker. Two and a red creature, human warrior menace. Whenever one or more creatures you control deal combat damage to a player, create a treasure token, sacrifice a treasure, exile the top card of your library. You may play that card this turn. So it's not the exact, you know, it's not popping in. It's not an exact functional reprint of Dockside Extortion, but seems like we're going again with this. And I don't know, maybe at some point, uh, all the, all the treasures is what I want. Yeah. yeah, There are lots and lots of treasures. So that seems like that's a, uh, not evergreen that's not the right way to say because that's abilities it looks like treasure will be uh coming back it, it's going to be a yeah, I guess not every, yeah, what's the right term for an evergreen keyword i guess would be is the that right term it's whatever it is, it's it's here to stay um also i know we're kind of jumping around there the lands 
there is a uh, set of uh, basic lands that are, you know, poor man's duels, definitely poor man's duels. Botanical yeah. Garden enters the yeah. battlefield tapped. You can tap it for green or white, and then for two green and a white, tap, sack it, you draw a card. So, yeah. I mean, that seems decent. Are these any better than the Lorehold lands, though? That did the similar, you know, um, the, let's see, Lorehold Campus. So Lorehold Campus entered the battlefield tapped. It was red and white. You know, that was because opposing colors tap red and white. And then for four tap, you scry one. So I guess there it's a reusable you can scry versus this one you actually get to draw the card. You lose it, but then you draw the card. So I don't know if that's a, you know, is it an improvement or is it just going to be in a different type of deck that's going to want to use that? Yeah, I guess it'd be a little bit of a kind of, because it seemed like those are a little bit of a slower format. Is is this going to be maybe faster where you want a card right away versus maybe repeatable scrying? Oh, that's it's always true. Nice to have, it's always nice to have cheap, uh, you know, kind of common, you know, dual-esque lands. Is, I think, you know, they're slow, but it's nice if you're a more budget player. Hey, you have access to maybe a lot of coming into play tapped, which can suck, but at least you can have maybe a more stable mana base. And I, th- I think they're only ally colors, if I'm correct. That is at least so far. Yeah, we just have yeah, yeah. red, green, black, yes. red. You know, white, blue, white, black, or sorry, blue, black, blue, black. Yep. So yeah, those. Are, it's a cycle of those. Uh, we got got some uh, cheap removal again. Murderers in the set. One black, black, instant destroy target creature. Because why? Why couldn't we have nice cheap removal to take care of all and these? Strangle creatures? just one red for three damage. It's a sorcery, but only to creatures or planeswalkers, which is nice. But still, one red for three damage is yeah, be yeah, popular. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a feeling that'll that'll go over well. That that will that will go over splendidly for uh, removal. There's a few vehicles that have been uh, previewed, so we might have uh, might have additions to the the garbage Trash truck. Vehicles, yeah. Mis- Trash the mysterious vehicles. limousine does seem to be the one that, given that it inherently is blinking stuff. As but as we talk about before the show, I'm a little disappointed that the limousine can barely only hold one creature <laughs> at a time. That seems like a small limousine, or maybe something <laughs> wrong with that limousine. Had you suggest another name for it? Maybe the mysterious Geo Metro. Yeah, the Ge- yeah, or, <laughs> or the Kia Rio, as I've explored uh, northern Alaska in a Kia Rio. That car is not designed for uh, you know any sort of off roading. The, the mysterious smart car, uh, mysterious uh, Mini Cooper, any any number of nice small vehicles. I'm sure somebody listening, if they have one of those cars, will send some hate mail about how great the car is. But yeah. So a couple of vehicles have been revealed. They did. They really Thursday and Friday was a big dump of cards. Big, big, big. Dump. Uh, Vivian, the planeswalker. So it looks like that is a. Oh my gosh! Now my Your brain's green ability fart. buffet. Yeah. Uh, what do you like to do? Do you like birth potting? Do what yeah, do you want to do? We'll yeah. do it. Birthing. Yep. You got bir- basically a birthing sack of creature for the plus one. If you do, search your library for a creature card with mana value equal to one plus sacrifice creature's mana value. Put it on the battlefield and shuffle. for, Or that's plus two. I'm sorry. For the plus one, mill five cards, then put any number of creature cards milled this way into your hand. And for a minus one, create a 4-4 four, four green rhino warrior creature token. And she costs four green green, so total six mana. And she has four loyalty coming in. So and that, seems, uh, that seems pretty decent. I don't know. I mean, heck, even if you didn't have anything, once you get that 4-4 four, four green rhino, you can start building up from there. Right? Because that'll have a mana value of zero. So then you'd be yeah, able so you to can stack it through through one it, yes. and then start going through that way. So I'm sure that won't be abused in any way, shape, and form. Because, you know, Birthing Pod has never caused any, any sort of issues. It's the fixed version of Survival the Fittest. <laughs> yeah, fixed version. Um, Obnixilis has a great... Obnixilis has a Casualty X. The copy isn't legendary and uh, has a starting loyalty of X. Which, right? So when you cast it... You sacrifice a creature with power X. When you do, you copy the spell. So you basically, for one black and a red, you get a three loyalty planeswalker. Now you sack something else when you cast that, and you have a copy of Obnixilis, except it's not a legendary, so you can have hmm. both in play at the same time. And yeah, so, no, but so much right, because I mean, kind of almost do a little bit of an, I guess you can discard, but kind of alpha strike them, or you can do two of that plus one ability where they either lose two life unless they discard a card. And if you have a demon or devil, you gain some life, which I guess is kind of the point. But I, I was kind of surprised that it had a pretty decent plus one ability. I guess they give you the out of discarding, but still that's quite a bit for potentially three mana. With, and again, you just have to sack a one 
uh, its power and the black red seems to, they seem to be showing that there's lots of ways of producing like devil tokens or things like that. You know, a lot of one, one token production. So you can throw it out, you know, at least that mixel will get itself up to a two, two or two loyalty. I guess it can't protect itself with mm-hmm. this, but yep, it, it seems will. like black and red, as we mentioned, has some pretty decent removal. So it may be okay. Well, you think if you make that, if you casualty make that copy, you're hitting them for that's four life every turn. That yeah, doesn't seemed, take long. Seemed decent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, a lot, a lot of th- anything else that's jumped out to you from the uh, reveals. Boy, it's that we yeah, we mentioned the mill might be back where we have the two blue four colorless with casualty two uh, sorcery blue. Whoever Nate was naming the blue cards, they had the most fun so far. I've seen in this that <laughs> so we've got cut your losses. Um, make disappear. disappear. Uh, was it an offer you can't refuse? refuse. Uh, what was? There's one more good blue one. A little uh, chat. Yeah, I liked. Yep. Just thought it was pretty good. So yeah, I just I've, I've been enjoying the names actually of some of the the, the blue uh, uh, sorcerers and instants. But yeah, cut your losses. Six mana. Target player mills half their library. Round down and then casualty two. So you can copy it by sacking a two power or greater creature. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. See, uh, you can see nothing wrong with that, and yeah, definitely the milling. Now, remember that won't mill your entire library. If if we do, we need to get Frank Tarst in here to do half and half. There you go. So it's it's three away. That would be three quarters. Three quarters of your library will go away. uh, Yeah, that's. Well, even think even if you well, I guess for six that'd be kind of hard, but in limited, you had something like that. That'd be hard to qualify that, but by that time you're going to knock them down quite a bit already. You only start out with forty cards. You have seven yeah. in your opening hand. <laughs> yeah, it'd take a while to get there though. So I guess yeah, it's probably not. It gets six mana, but yeah, it's but, six, yeah, yeah. We were just about just in general. I used to think mill was fun a long time ago, but I, it's really kind of fallen off. My it just doesn't seem to be fun to play, and doesn't seem to be fun to play against. That I really felt in general. Yeah, no, it's. I have uh, my opinion on mill hasn't really changed. I was never a fan of playing it and definitely not a fan of playing against it. And uh, yeah, mill can uh, just uh, go away, go away forever. It's, it's back a little bit in modern. It's, I have not oh, looked yeah, at modern, but there's probably a lot of other uh, ruin crap. I bet. Yeah. I, I assume uh, that I like the, the Zendikar traps should be still usable. So there is quite a bit of mill that's going to be available in a uh, modern right now. Yeah, oh, good old Ruined Crab. Man, I love playing against that card. So, uh, yeah, that, that seems to be be a, a fair amount. Of it. There are, looking again, I'm pulling up on Mythic Spoiler and uh, Scryfall looking through. Fortunately, there are no bears. There are cats. Cats. There are plenty of cats in this set, it looks like, but no bears. So no bear. What, what is the... Uh, we keep referring to this bear. I'm wondering if there's a there's if there's a reason why, Tom. Oh, absolutely. And I was I was impressed you'd already heard about the cocaine bear, but uh, I, I usually kind of keep an eye out for movies coming out, so I'm always kind of curious to see. And there's one uh, uh, Elizabeth Banks apparently is seems like is kind of the person behind it as a producer. But I think she's going to star in it too. But a movie it was basically it's just called Cocaine Bear. I'm like, I am intrigued. Why is there a movie <laughs> called Cocaine Bear? And it was like a character-driven action drama. But apparently there's this, a whole story behind the cocaine bear uh, from the 80s, which I just found fascinating. And Brent, you said you'd heard of the cocaine bear before yes. this. Yes, yes. I had heard of cocaine bear. Uh, this is... <laughs> it's this a is... black, an American black bear. Uh, it looks like it was from reading this. I don't know. It's top of my head. 175 pounds. So it was a decent size, you know, black bear. And this was in uh, the <laughs> woods of Kentucky. And uh, there's a story behind this bear, how it was called the cocaine bear. Uh, cocaine um, is a drug. It's manufactured. It's amazing. You take these leaves. We're not going to go too in detail, but the, the, you take, take coca, leaves coca leaves and you, you make uh, this treat, alkaloid compound, yep, treat on. them and they, you know, get uh, ground up. And then they become this powdery substance that uh, makes a lot of things really, apparently really much better in your body for yep, a period of time for a period of time. And then everything cocaine does actually have medicinal use. It's uh, still actually used for, uh, you can use it, uh, uh, nasal. Yeah. Uh, cocaine uh, yeah, yep. for, for doing ENT exams. Yep. 
Yep, it is an actual, it is, uh, it will numb the area that it's applied to. So it is actually, it's a, if we go uh, FDA, it's a C2. It does have an approved medical use. So it is a medication that uh, places I've worked, we've actually had, it's been liquid, but it is a liquid cocaine that we keep in the narcotics vault. Uh, for those types of surgeries. So it is an approval. <laughs> I, I know what it is, but in my mind, it's like, you know, like the big bank vault. It, it's a, it's a separate, you know, you have to swipe in and everything's that's a set, another topic, but yeah. <laughs> uh, so cocaine um, and this bear, this black bear uh, came across a large amount of cocaine. Do you remember how much cocaine it was, Tom? They approximated about 77 pounds. 77 pounds. You know what we should do? Uh, how many, how many kilos? Because we want we want to make this international friendly, not just U.S. Uh, Pretty roughly US 20. <laughs> Let's see, right? 70, 75 or 70, you said? Uh, but, uh, 77 pounds, and I guess it's okay. two and a half, 2.2 pounds per kilo. kilo yeah, right. 2.2. So 35 kilos. 35 kilos for everyone else in the world outside of us, Thailand, and Liberia. So... 35 kilos of uh, cocaine uh, that this bear had come across. So how, how did it come across this cocaine in uh, Kentucky, which to my knowledge uh, does not grow uh, coca <laughs> yeah, <but so laughs> or show up in 40 separate plastic containers. <laughs> well packaged. So this is where I, a cocaine bear. That just sounds awesome. And honestly, the first thing I watched is I shared it with Brent, which is this uh, cocaine. I think cocaine fueled TV ad for the Kentucky fun mall. Where the bear currently resides, and we'll get into that. But basically, it's an interesting. This is where I can see it could actually make a movie. It's the story of Andrew Carter Thornton, uh, and I am getting this from the Rolling Stone article that was written about all this. Who said it was a he's a, a son, a well-off son of a Kentucky horse breeder, became an Air Force officer, Purple Heart recipient, and then became a narcotics police officer after leaving the uh, military. Uh, he resi- he resigned from the Kentucky Police Force in 1977 to practice law. So also went to law school. So it's kind of just an interesting path. Uh, but apparently this wasn't going well. So again, resigned 1977 from the police force. Arrested in 1981, uh, uh, along with 25 other men, for attempting to steal guns from a naval base in Fresno, California, and also attempting to traffic 1,000 pounds of marijuana at that time. Um, he was indicted. Apparently he claimed that he was part of a drug and weapon smuggling ring called The Company. This is why I thought this really worked well with New Capenna. Uh, also, apparently, all based on former Kentucky police officers. Uh, got a couple of felonies, uh, pleaded not guilty. He fled the state, uh, was then later arrested in North Carolina, heavily armed. Uh, got, again, a $500 fine. Got his law li- Finally got his law license revoked at that time, not previously, which I thought was impressive. Uh but he wasn't done drug smuggling. So apparently he was just getting started. Uh, so September 11th, uh, 1985, he is, I guess they had sense where he did die. His body was found on a driveway in Knoxville, Tennessee. So imagine getting up in the morning, just finding like a, a dead body smushed on your driveway, wearing a parachute and carrying about 77 pounds of cocaine, uh, worth about $14 million uh, at that time. He's also wearing a bulletproof vest and was apparently heavily armed. And also carrying, I don't know what this is, but a membership card to the Miami Jockey Club. I need to pull up what that is. Uh, They found his plane, which had been on an autopilot, 60 miles away, crashed. Uh, As far as they can tell, he he was going to have the plane autopilot, I guess, to crash somewhere else. And he was going to parachute out. And his parachute did not open. And he was only 40. So he was younger than me and had done all this crazy stuff, which I thought was kind of fun. Um, But as Brent mentioned about Three months later in December, a bear was discovered who had, I don't know if you want to share about the cocaine ingestion that this uh, bear probably went through. Uh, The bear uh, stomach was full of cocaine. So the theory is the bear came across uh, the cocaine and bears, it being a bear, it will inspect anything and try and eat it. They're omnivores. Uh, the bear uh, started eating the cocaine and the bear ate all the, <laughs> apparently it looks like all the containers were, were, empty. were emptied. It's doubtful the bear could eat that much cocaine physically in its stomach. 
<laughs> I, it, it, so it was autopsy. And here's the quote from the autopsy person. There isn't a mammal on the planet that could survive that. Cerebral hemorrhage, respiratory failure, hyperthermia, renal failure, heart failure, stroke, you name it. The bear had it. But, but I obviously it's a, a small joke here. I'm pretty sure for five minutes that bear was the alpha predator on the entirety of planet Earth. There was nothing on this planet. It would have been, I'm sad the bear died, but that would have been a cocaine-fueled <laughs> bear rage would have been something truly terrifying. It would be like a land oh. shark at that point. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh, there you go. Yeah, land shark. It would, it would be. So I'm glad it was just an American black bear and not a grizzly bear or like a polar 2, bear. 2,000 pounds like yes, exactly. cocaine, <laughs> Kodiak grizzly bear. So, yes, uh, it did die, unfortunately. Um, it lived a good life, I hope. And I'm quite sure the last five minutes of its life were spectacular. And, uh, yeah, it uh, they found it a few months later. And it now resides in, as Tom had said, the uh, Kentucky for Kentucky Fun Mall. <laughs> yes, it's the <laughs> Kentucky for Kentucky Fun Mall. Um, and also the bear has gotten a good nickname, which you knew as well. Its, it's nickname is Pablo Escobar. Escobar, which yes. Is an illusion. Uh, illusion. Yeah, that's, that's the right word for it. For uh, Pablo Escobar, who was a uh, co- cocaine kingpin. Uh, yes. And, and then what I found in, is that there's also been sort of the story uh, – more history after the bear was died in autopsy that it got uh, taxidermy. So the chief of medical examiner at the, was it the GCSL? That is the Georgia State Crime Lab. That's who did the autopsy on the bear. The chief medical examiner thought it was a shame to waste the bear and had a friend taxidermy it. Uh, initially, they gifted the bear to the Chatta, Chattahoochee River National Recreational Area. However, the bear was eventually moved to storage to protect it from the threat of wildfires and it disappeared. It eventually turned up in a pawn shop uh, where the country singer Waylon Jennings purchased it. Um, <laughs> after that, I've, this is where I found more in another article on uh, Roadside America. Is apparently after Waylon Jennings purchased it, he gave it to a Las Vegas hustler who knew Andrew Thornton, the original guy that jumped out of the plane and died. Uh, when both Waylon Jennings and this hustler died, it was not named. The bear was bought by, this is in the article, a Chinese herbalist in Reno, Nevada. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. When the herbalist died, <laughs> his widow <laughs> kept it <laughs> until she was dragged down by Griffin and Witt. So Griffin and Witt are the owners of the Kentucky okay. for Kentucky Fun Mall. Because uh, apparently they were just, they, they own this Kentucky for Kentucky Fun Mall that doesn't sell like <laughs> Kentucky themed like KFC hats and weird stuff. Um, and they just said, Hey, you remember that cocaine bear from when we were kids? I wonder if you can, I wonder if it's somewhere. And they apparently tracked it down, which I, I, I made some assumptions about uh, wit and uh, Griffin. I would not have guessed that they would have the, the wherewithal or passion to hunt down the cocaine bear, but they did. <laughs> um, they, they found this widow and she said, you can just have the bear apparently. And has now been, Displayed in the uh, Kentucky for Kentucky Fun Mall <laughs> since August of 2015. You can take pictures with it. Wow. It is the Fun Mall is a former parachute factory, and you can take as many photos with the bear in as many ridiculous poses as you want. Yeah. And that uh, Brent's yeah. looking at the same article. Apparently, yeah. apparently they said they've been good. They've taken good care of <laughs> the taxidermied cocaine bear. Well, what what's the warning that comes on it? There's a uh, warning that has- yeah it says the, it has like a sort of like a blinged out <laughs> golden necklace <laughs> that it's wearing, and the sign where it does say Pablo Escobar it ends with this warning: Don't do drugs or you'll end up dead and maybe stuffed like poor cocaine bear. Yeah, see that's now to bring this back to magic. Which family do you think would which which values do you think this uh, bears? would fall under which family? I feel in maestros. I feel exactly. like there casualty. Yeah. Um, well, I feel it has to be, I feel the cocaine bear would be a maestro family. I'd card. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I would argue just because Xander is a collector. He would also have him just as the cocaine bear, the taxidermied one. That's Not right. Even yes. How cocaine bear lived his life, but how but he like, died, how he would like to own that piece of the history. Yep. You know that. So yeah, I, I agree. I think, 
Lord Xander. Lord Xander the Collector. So yeah, I think this is, I think Cocaine Bear, to bring it to a new companion, I think Cocaine Bear would be a maestro. Mm-hmm. He, it seems like he's, uh, he's, my, he's just sitting there. It seems like some death followed him though. I mean, if you think about it, right? So the guy died, the uh, Andrew Thord, and that was before Cocaine Bear got the cocaine. So then Cocaine Bear gets the cocaine, Cocaine Bear dies, we'll right? Count, I'll, I'll count di- di- uh, entities that have died. So I, we're entities, at two. I'll, I'll okay. track while you go through. Okay. And then it goes to Waylon Jennings. When did Waylon Jennings get it? Because he died in the early odds, didn't he? Yeah, it sounds like he, I, yeah, he, yeah, he did die. So I'm going to yeah. count him as being kind of like the cursed diamond. He is in the path yes. of the bear. Yeah. Las Vegas hustler, we don't have a name on, so we died. can't assume that he's, <laughs> he's Las Vegas. Well, it said he died. So we, oh, it said, okay. Well, because oh, when he, he died, then was bought by a Chinese herbalist, and then the herbalist died. Five. Five. And then the widow's like, no, you can have it. See, the widow didn't want to have that curse of the cocaine bearer on her. She so passed she it, it off. Away. She gave it away. And I think because Wit and Griffin take such good care of it, that's why the curse is kind of yes. like they stopped the curse You're by respecting, doing this. So, the, respecting yep, cocaine. Respecting cocaine. This might have been cocaine bear's last wishes as it was. I don't know. In a Kentucky it's, Fun it's Mall. Or a Kentucky it's, for Kentucky Fun Kentucky Mall. Fun mall. It's heart exploded. Its kidneys were shutting down. Hypothermia is every system in its body was screaming in pain, which it probably couldn't feel because it's an anesthetic. But it's but it's no <laughs> but it, it ate it and snorted, so it's no oh, it work. So it can true. enjoy the fried yep. chicken scented candles that you yep. can purchase at the Kentucky so for Kentucky. Bible. That's that is quite the story. But yeah, if you haven't heard it, uh, Pablo Escobar. <laughs> that's a. I mean, like, how many countries can? can claim a story like that. I mean, like USA right there. That is, that does not scream the war on drugs, everything. Like there's so many things you could wrap up into cocaine bear. It's like the wild hippos that, um, <gasps> oh, in, yeah. in Mexico, uh, what, sorry. Was it Columbia? Columbia. Was it sorry. Columbia? Uh, Columbia. Yeah, yeah. Um, who's the, the drug? Pablo Escobar. Was they that Pablo? Escobar. Was it his, were, his hippos? Yeah. Okay. They were from perfect. his zoo. That's what I thought, oh. but I, I wasn't hundred percent sure. Yeah, now we got now we got for and, oh, and now man. there's like this scourge of these hippos that have escaped his like drug zoo that he had and they're like mating and reproducing and becoming a problem well the, there, uh, was, there was a it was a while ago on npr one of their podcasts they actually brought it up because there's a debate among ecology i don't know what the people that study uh, he goes i guess ecologists like the like the ecological impact of like and invasive some were, hippos, I guess. Well, some were arguing that no, this is not bad because there used to be large herbivores in that area. Really? Now, this was thousands of years ago, and that the hippos are not that big of a disturbance. Like oh. that is that is a niche that had not been filled in that ecological area for so long, and the hippos are now taking that. And I was like, that's crazy. I that's usually that has like a positive. They make it, yeah, that, it seemed that, like that, it's that gets not. Pizza, that, that's a pizza time. <laughs> the drug, the, yes. the, the drug hippos are actually a positive thing to the Colombian <laughs> ecology. And the the counter argument is no, they're hippos. They're destroying things. They're there's no pre- like what's going to take out a hippo in that area? You know what I mean? Like what is what what is there in that area that can fight a hippo? Yeah, outside of mosquitoes, and, they are the most lethal animal on the planet. Or by by like number of people killed, they yeah, they're number two only to mosquitoes. Oh really? So there's not another like bug besides the mosquito that kills more people than I the guess hippo? I I guess I have to read, but I thought it was uh, after mosquitoes. I mean, they're bad. I know hippos kill tons of people. They're but yeah, it's yeah, hard because you here. watch the little you watch the naked and they're just like tiptoeing along because they don't really swim. They just tiptoe like along the the bottom and then yep. they destroy yep, your boat because they're just they basically are also in cocaine because they're just always angry. Yep, they are. They sweat that kind of looks like blood. But that's mm-hmm. to, to provide as like protection from the sun and look at all this on a magic podcast. Who's ever listening, you should be thankful for all this information that you're getting because right, yeah. other other magic podcasts are just dry like magic, 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 numbers, numbers, numbers. We can bring life into the podcast. Yeah, I, is the the hardest decision, the hardest part of this entire podcast will be the podcast title. Do I go with Pablo Escobar? Do I go with just Cocaine Bear? Um, or do I go for Kentucky for Kentucky Fun Mall? Is the is the third one that I think would also work? I I, I, I don't know. Do you have a book, co- Brent? Cocaine Bear, I think, will get in the lead. Not that there would be any legal trouble, but I don't know if Pablo Escobar I don't know, is that copyrighted or anything. And Kentucky for Kentucky Mall, they could possibly want. Oh, but this could lead to a sponsorship. 
from the Kentucky for Kentucky Kentucky football. I think Pablo Escobar would be safe. I don't think that is a, I'm assuming it's not like a trademarked (laughs) trademark name. name. I think Pablo Escobar would be a good, I think that'd be a good title for the, uh, for the podcast. Yeah. But uh, like, look at all these things we learned, right? We learned all these new uh, cards were revealed. We learned about some different cycles that were in new Capenna. Uh, We learned about drugs. Uh, We learned about Pablo Escobar. And now we've even got onto hippos, which is still related to Pablo Escobar, cocaine, and we can say New Capenna, right? Because mm-hmm. Halo is not a drug. It's ground up, it's blah, 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 but it's not a drug. Yeah. <laughs> if angels were leaves, then it would be a drug. But as long as it's a, apparently a mammal, like assuming an angel's a mammal, I don't know. Uh, I don't, but but then it's okay. Technically, are angels beings of pure mana? Isn't that that's why you can't have an angel uh, planeswalker? Oh, it's so not an actual like creature. Yeah, they're they're mana, they're, they're beings of essence I like the art does not just does not show me that but i think you are correct so yeah i thought that's how they're like made and created mana, infused mana stuff infused. so they look i mean they look like how they look that's how they're supposed to but yeah they're not actual so like, how do you grind up a, a being a pure a, mana you can't take like a mommy angel and a daddy angel and get a baby angel. like that's baby not angel. how they're made so i'm just trying to think how you grind up <laughs> you an grind angel it now up. to make halo this guy well, maybe that's it's uh it's they become a physical entity, but because of the way they're created, they maybe that's they why die, they can't have a they spark. Become like a little cocoon husk or something. You maybe they do, up yeah. Coca- the the angel, <laughs> the cocoon husk, cocoon husk thing. I don't know whatever <laughs> angel leaves behind when it dies. So I guess that so can many, make so many questions. Well, uh, we'll have to maybe the mothership will answer these. Maybe Mara will. It's a question we can throw at Mara. What happens when an angel dies? Like, how did it's, they grind this up? Yeah, how do you grind up a being of pure energy, but it's dead? Being, so, yeah, and then he'll he'll probably be like, "I'm not answering that question next." And <laughs> and I'm just gonna send him the picture of Wit and Griffin with the cocaine bear, with Wit wearing the KFC bucket hat and Griffin wearing no shirt because he apparently claims that the cocaine bear ate it. Yeah, I, yeah. if I ever go to Kentucky, I will absolutely go to Lexington, Kentucky, for the Kentucky for Kentucky Fun Mall. Yeah, I've uh, driven through Kentucky. Now I have a reason to stop in Kentucky. And yeah, go to <laughs> Kentucky for Kentucky. Yeah, four out of five, uh, basically, uh, stars on Roadside America. So I'm, I'm, and it's got some great t shirts <laughs> of the cocaine bear, which is, again, they, they, they know this is not historically accurate. They show like it's a little snout all covered with cocaine because it ate it, it didn't snort it. But it's still a pretty good picture of a co- cocaine bear. You got to think if a bear's as a bear's eating, yeah, they had to get some up in its own. Yeah, it probably did. And if anything, that enhanced its ability to eat it because now it's right. It's party time, and that that bear's going to town. It's yeah, it'd be the that five minutes. It's go time. And then at the end of five minutes, what happens? Do we have a sound effect for what happens? <laughs> <laughs> actually probably true actually <laughs> just lost all oh man oh really that's... kind of just liquefies and oh oh that was a good that, that's the end of a magic podcast <laughs> that was... <laughs> throw discussion i think it was a good it was a good review we got to if anyone we don't have no vince i was still looking to see if vincent and super computer joined but it's on Anybody, no, he, he, uh, would, he would have left at Cocaine Bear. And he would have left at Cocaine Bear. <laughs> Vincent keeps it on track. And without Vincent, it just goes all over. So, uh, Todd, what's, what's the best way? Uh, if anyone has any questions or follow-up on Pablo Escobar, I'd say uh, right now, probably reaching. I, I don't have an email address yet. We'll get one up at some point. Uh, but yeah, Twitter, I'd say, even Twitter. though I... Yep. I am scared of Twitter <laughs> yes. right now, even more so now that Elon Musk apparently is confused about free speech, oh, what that means. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Twitter, I am at PSG Reader, R-E-P-S-G-R-E-A-D-E-R. And uh, Brent, I'll let you try to explain I'm, your your I, handle again. I, I am at Dr. No Pants One. With D-R- the numeral one, right? Yeah, D-R-N-O-P-A-N-T-S One, the number one. Um, that's a story. I mean, we've already, yeah, we're kind of at time, but it's, so, it's a drug related story and we could do that another. Does somebody have the Twitter handle of Pablo Escobar? That ha- it has to be. That has used. to. If it's not, it I, will be. Shortly. I will, I will snatch that up, up <laughs> at Pablo Esco. 
K-O-B-E-A-R. Let's see if it's, yeah, I'm looking oh, at how they... There is a, co, uh, the name of the person's cocaine bear, and it's at Pablo Escobar KY for Kentucky. I see an Instagram. Instagram has a Pablo Escobar. So that's... There you go. Yeah, so it's it, right. that's probably the best way to reach us for right now. What I've just been saying, if you do enjoy the show... Brent and I were just doing this for fun. Uh, yeah. t- tell a friend, share. We just want to have more people listen. Then you know, as we yeah. as we get more, we'll do questions and more random magic topics, um, and yeah. maybe some. It seems we've been more zoological in general, but other topics that you might find <laughs> interesting. Yes, along the same vein of Pablo Escobar. So I loved it. I, I loved the hippo. That was it's, it's very yeah, flawed yeah. human, but he did some weird things. <laughs> <laughs> and the hippo even goes to Moto Moto. Look, you've full circle. It does. Yeah, we got Moto Moto. The every, everything's come back around. Medical issues. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you for tolerating me. Oh no, it's a it's good fun. Yes, <laughs> I, I had to buy hay for the guinea pig, the gaggle, or whatever the term is for a group of guinea pigs. I I buy it like twenty five pound bales now. That's how I buy my hay for my guinea pigs. Wow, they eat that much. Uh, like I mean, it lasts is- a fair bit, but between seven of them, it does seven adult guinea pigs. It does go through it. Oh, wow. That's a lot. Jeez. For being such small things. I didn't think they'd eat that much. But that's, that's like they're, that's supposed to be like 75, 80% of their diet. This is based on like the books we got about guinea pigs. That's supposed to be like the vat. That should be the majority of their diet is hay. And then they have like their little nibble bits, like, you know, hamster kibble type yeah. stuff. And then also you can give them. Certain, certain only certain types of lettuce, but like quite a few vegetables and things, they will they just go nuts. Like because they make like this like little trippy squeaky sound, and like my wife has trained them that she's the one that usually gives them the treat. So when they hear her talking, you'll hear them all start going go <laughs> upstairs because they because it's food god. They hear food god. <laughs> oh, kids! Kids are fun. And I think uh, it's. I know we're nearing the end, but uh, I think Vincent Vincent popped on. Yeah, is, Vincent. Uh, I don't know if, if Vincent wanted to join and have any new companion insights. Uh, Vincent, I apologize. Most people probably have stopped listening at this <laughs> point because you missed an. Ent- I feel a, a fascinating a little historical trip down the story of the cocaine bear, and I've we can fill you in later, or you can just listen to the podcast as you'll learn. You'll learn a lot. Wanted to know about the yeah, cocaine see. bear. <laughs> But yes, Brent and Vincent here, you made it just at the end. So yeah, thank you for joining me. Join us next week because it seems like we've been pretty consistent and it's been a lot of fun. And hopefully we'll start getting, you know, kind of more previews now from the rest of the families and kind of trying to get a a feeling of, you know, we know Pablo Escobar, clearly a maestro, but maybe other, you know, maybe the hippos, maybe Pablo's hippos might be more of like a a Capretti family. Who knows? I, I have to get a feeling. The other families to know where the Pablo's cocaine hippos might fit. Go. Yeah. Okay. That's that's valid. That's valid. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Brent. Thank you, Vincent. Vincent is still not talking, which is smart. <laughs> smart, Vincent. Actually, I would say, don't don't get attached to this. <laughs> Otherwise, Chinese herbalist will come get you. Chinese, <laughs> the, Chinese herbalist the, wife. The, the 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 story of death that followed the, the cocaine Why? bear. Oh man. <laughs> good stuff i thought that's why i just thought it, it could make a good movie like at first i'm like oh, yeah. cocaine bear i mean it's it's funny to say but then before and after after i think can make a movie with yeah that. yeah all right everybody thank you and join us next week and i'll also I'll, I'll guarantee i'll try to find something <laughs> goodbye everybody I, I need to find a study where they've exposed maybe like tardigrades like water bears to cocaine i want to know about a microscopic like nearly invincible animal but on cocaine i'm assuming somebody at some point in the world of science has tried to give t- tardigrades drugs and i need to find that oh hold on google scholar will tell me yeah, Google Scholar is awesome for us. This is the was that the rule. What's the rule of the internet that if if you think of it, somebody's already done it and made like something six like perverted about it? Is it rule forty two? What's is the it thirty four? Thirty four. Okay, I assume there's the, like yeah. a similar version for science where if you can think of something dumb, like there's a uh, 
reading the studies about like necrophiliac ducks that have been published is just disturbing. <sighs> oh yeah. Yeah. Ducks are, ducks are meant. That would be a good one. We can link in. There's a lot of birds. seems like there's birds in the, uh, brokers, whenever I forgot yeah. the name of that house. I'll but, see uh, birds in cocaine. An eagle yeah. on cocaine could be kind of scary. <laughs> Death from above. Yeah. I got probably seagulls actually. They're already oh. kind of terrifying. Like just naturally and like a whole, uh, flock of just, corked out seagulls that could actually be kind of dangerous oh well i know we're near the end but it looks like there is belgian racing pigeons tested positive for cocaine and painkillers this is from, <laughs> or, from racing also it's like horse racing so they're yes. being doped for performance this well, they also October taking small amounts of lasix <laughs> oh wow wow Save it's that for real. next one. We, I need to hear okay, about yeah, the performance-enhancing yeah, yeah. racing pigeons of Belgium on, did you say it was, co- what this was the? Is cocaine and painkillers. This is from, <laughs> pain this, is from the, this is a video, for, I've not watched it yet. It's a short blip from the weather. Lance Wing Strong, the, uh, the racing <laughs> pigeon. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone, again. Thank you. Oh, God. I, I, you have determined what I'm researching for next week is <laughs> the world of... <laughs> Drug enhanced <laughs> racing pigeons is something I did not expect to exist, but also doesn't shock me, I guess, at the end of the day. <laughs> All right, Brent, thank you, Vincent. Stay far away, but next week, new, more new, new Capenna previews and apparently drug induced, drug enhanced racing pigeons. <laughs> New York Times, damn. All right, I'll read about that. So thank you guys. It's fun as always. 